Hey, hey, folks, welcome back. Dave here with another great episode. Our special guest zooming in from West Kelowna, British Columbia, is Julie Allison. And Julie is not just a real estate entrepreneur, but she brings a very unique twist to things because she helps, she really helps people gel with their teams, whether that's real estate or work or otherwise. She's very, very good at helping to kind of Put the right people in the right seats on the bus, for lack of a better term. So, Julie, welcome to the show. Great to meet you. Thank you for having me. Great to meet you as well. So, Julie, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, especially when it comes to real estate investing. I guess I've owned property for since 2010. Mm-hmm. Tried to get in as soon as possible. I think a lot of people have a similar start where you read rich dad, poor dad, and you're like, wow, I need an asset right away. So I was lucky to get in, in my twenties and that first property, we still have it. We refinanced it several times for a few more properties. Nice. And it just, so we took the money from that, bought another condo, money from that, bought another condo. So was the first one a condo as well? uh, The first one was a condo. Yeah. In Vancouver. Okay. Which it's, we want to make it into an Airbnb someday because it's right beside Rogers Arena and it's Airbnb friendly in the high rise. So someday that'll be fun. But yeah, nice. um, we've held it for so long that the enough equity built up to finally get a multifamily. So we're able to pull out all the equity from that original purchase 12 years ago. And we bought the sixplex in Kamloops. Right, so uh, right in my backyard. Whole, Congratulations. Yeah, went through that whole yeah. process and it was, I loved it. It's a huge learning curve to go from singles to multi, but I'm, happy to finally be on the multifamily side. Well, that is great. So Julie, how many how many single family condos did you build up before jumping into the multifamily? Uh, we had five doors. Well, four doors. One of them was a, a current primary residence, um, but we house hack. We always, whatever we can do to make money off of the property that we have, whether it's a suite or a roommate or something, um, so five, and then now we have the sixplex. Very nice. All right. And were the the other ones, were they all condos in Vancouver? Or did you start buying some in West Kelowna as well? Uh, three condos in Vancouver, and then one here in West Kelowna. Okay, or one, very good. One, we have a basement suite. So the primary residence, house hack, we have the basement suite that we rent out. Nice, 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 nice. All right, very good. Well, you're off to a, a fantastic start. And what are your goals and aspirations when it comes to your real estate investing and and that side of things for you? Just to scale more, we want to get more into the multifamily. It just has much better economies of scale. Um, Over time, it just has such good equity growth as long as you're um, in in a market where you can take advantage of the rising tide Mm -hmm. and you can control the NOI of your building. So help control the value of it versus just when you're on a a single, a single door or a single property. It's just so in sync with whatever the, the single family market is doing. So I feel like on the multifamily side, people are going to rent forever. So it feels a lot more safe. And from a banking perspective, banks love giving money for um, multi, well, not love, but they do a lot of due diligence <laughs> and then give you money. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> less hesitant, perhaps. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, were you finding that that was starting to become a problem 
um, qualifying for financing to buy these single family homes, condo type things was, was that becoming an issue? I actually stopped trying because I knew it was going to be an issue. Yeah. And when I knew I had a, a big chunk of equity that I'm like, I really want to reinvest this. I don't just want it sitting there. Mm-hmm. I would have to buy three more single families. And that sounds like a lot of work to me mm-hmm. Buy three and make that decision for three and manage three. When I'm, and then I started learning about, well, let's buy one. Let's, how does buying the multifamily work? How do you qualify? What is the process? Because I'd rather do one transaction and get six doors instead of three transactions to get three doors. Yeah, very good. So you've we're we're based in British Columbia, Canada. A lot of our listeners are in the states, but this is a very tenant-friendly jurisdiction, that's for sure. Have you had any challenges? Uh, managing your properties from afar, so to speak, because where you live in West Kelowna compared to where most of your single family properties are in Vancouver, you know, depending on how you drive, that's, that's a good four and a half, five hour drive back and forth. So um, any challenges there? It was just more getting creative. I had to rent out um, two of my condos during COVID when it was still quite not fully locked down, but still a lot of restrictions. So I had, before I left, because we moved up here during COVID, before I left, I took videos. Well, the one, I took videos of everything and I had the write-up ready. So I managed everything online. I had one friend who would let um, uh, potential tenants come in and out. So I screened everybody, I accept, and then gave them the virtual tour. And then once we got down to the person, they're like, okay, I think you're it. They, They got in for a tour from a friend, but... I didn't meet them till two weeks ago and they've been there for three years now. Oh, that's and great. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a building that has, it's a condo. So it has a concierge and I know the building manager. So that's helpful. If there's ever an issue, I can always just call somebody that I know around there, mm-hmm. but it was so far so good. If you screen, we did, I did a really good job screening the people that I brought in remotely. There's another one I did well as well. That one mm-hmm. had a reno and then, um, placing a tenant all remotely. So it's just kind of, as long as you have a few key contacts that have keys that are willing to let people in and out, it was, it was doable. Very nice. So you've got an interesting profession and I know you, you spoke at our mutual friend, uh, Julie Hoffman's real estate investment club recently and kind of tied that in. Can you kind of share a little bit about what you do on the professional side and how it ties into real estate investing? Yeah, for sure. So I work for a company called Talent Click, and we do behavioral personality assessments for hiring. So in the work world, think helping a bank hire tellers mm. or helping a transit, uh, a city's transit system hire all their bus drivers. So we look at personality and then try to fit it with a job. So people naturally fit into a job where they like it versus trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and you go to work every day and you hate your life. So looking at people's natural default tendencies of what they enjoy doing, marrying that with the jobs that meet those needs. I'm chuckling, chuckling, Julie, because uh, believe it or not, my great uncle used to, used to have a, a firm in Vancouver that did that kind of stuff. Now this is quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Jack Flurry and Associates was what it was called, but that's a long time ago. Um, he created some sort of a assessment tool to kind of do this. 
And I, <laughs> I remember when I was in university bumbling around, trying to figure out what I, what I was going to do when I grew mm -hmm. up, my mom wrangled me in to go in and, and get a free assessment done at my uncle's company. He, he'd retired by then, but it was the company was still going. And I went in there and I didn't pay enough attention to the instructions, which said something like, you know, answer the questions um, as if something about as if it was a, a trait you'd like to have. And I didn't read that properly. And I read it as, as a trait you currently have kind of thing. Bottom line is I got the results back and it was basically the only thing it said I was qualified to do was like be a farmer, uh, be a, you know, was a laborer kind of guy and nothing wrong with farmers or laborers, but I'm asthmatic. I'm allergic to every damn thing on a farm. So that isn't going to work. So anyhow, I, I was distressed by this. And uh, went back and redid it properly and, and had a few more options, but still didn't quite resonate with me, but very, very cool. So sorry about that. That's a, a sideline, but uh, no, it brought I think back my a, memory of my doing that. A lot of, of people have had some sort of personality assessment in their past, and it may or may not have been relevant for what they were trying to achieve. <laughs> um, so like a lot of people have done Myers-Briggs or DISC or anyway, the our, our Colby's, company, we, yeah. yeah, we've been working... We're based in Vancouver. We've been around for 12 years, but we're in a hundred countries now. Nice. And we're starting to get some really nice big contracts with like national organizations. So it, we don't say, Hey, this is your personality. You should be a farmer. We look at a personality and then think about what environments and what jobs meet those needs. Right. So like an extrovert should be talking to people. That's a very, right. very simple example, but those are, so then you're like, okay, what kind of jobs will I be interacting with others to meet that need? Um, but yeah, on a combining that with real estate, yeah, I, I, in my head, I think about others and I can tell what they like and what they hate. And when, when people work well together or when heads are clashing and in the back of my mind, I was kind of judging the situation, but I thought, well, why not share that and actually get my, my, my own real estate team to do the assessment and then start sharing it with other real estate investors. Because when you start looking at a team, there's so many people involved to close any deal. Right. There's at least 10 usually because there's yourself, your partner, if you're investing with a partner, your mortgage broker, your real estate agent, your insurance broker. Uh, if you have to do a reno, your contractor or contractors, um, bookkeepers, accountants, lawyers, it just it just keeps going. There's so many people you interact with. And to right. understand who's good at what or what who are too similar and they might butt heads against something or where there's gaps in your team, just understanding that ahead of time can really make things go smoother, I find. Well, let me ask you this then, Julie, because I understand you do this, this is your profession, you do it for for a living. How did you wrangle in all eight, nine, 10 team members and get them on board with doing the test because just playing the devil's advocate, I'm thinking some people might say, Ooh, I don't want to do that because what if, what if it shows up that I'm completely incompetent or completely not aligned with the job that I'm doing, then what Julie's going to fire me. So what, what <laughs> what's your take there? The, in, in, in any of the training that we do, it's all, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no good or bad personality. And it only takes 10 or 15 minutes to do. So it's all about just knowing, we come at it as an approach of being more self-aware and wanting to work together better. 
And I don't think if I've only had one transaction with a realtor, they would do it right away. I think it's people that I've been working with for a while. You've built a rapport. You, they get to know me and what I do and how I operate. So then they're more willing to participate. Um, I still didn't get my accountant to do it, but I got both people. <laughs> so like it, it, some people will say, no, it's fine. Yeah. So, also okay, even like- so, so with that, with that information, again, you being the professional that you are, how do you apply that new knowledge moving ahead? How do you fit the pieces of the puzzle together? What what kind of stood out for you from doing that exercise with your own team? Uh, a lot, the primary, um, what I want to give back is self-awareness because when people understand themselves better and understand that everyone is different, you can kind of preemptively clear up misunderstandings So, for example, one of the things that we measure is being direct versus empathetic. So direct people want to get the task done. They might step on some toes while they do it because they're so focused on the task. Whereas (laughs) empathetic people, empathetic people are just so concerned and and so considerate about everybody else involved in whatever that task may be and how they could be affected. So then on, on a team, when you look, so what I'm able to do is pull everybody together. So instead of having a whole bunch of reports sitting in front of me, I can pull everybody together, look at them all at once in like a scatter plot. So then you can see the differences between people all in one place, whether I keep it anonymous without names or put their names on it. And you can see who's on one end, the direct side and who's on the empathetic side. So the, those direct people, wow, are they good for doing those tough tasks, like having to deal with a tenant issue or, um, if something's going wrong or negotiations are tricky, they can just be get in there and be tough. And it's mm. fine. They won't lose sleep over it. Whereas the empathetic people, if they had to go and kick out a tenant, they would lose sleep over it for days. So kind yeah. of understanding. So me as the investor being the empathetic one, I'm going to let somebody else on my team, let the tenant go <laughs> if I can't even, or my partner. So like when I put me and my husband on the reports, we can see what is, what is he good at? What am I good at? And where we can divide and conquer. Or yeah. why we drive each other crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes, very insightful. I could, I could, <laughs> I could see the value. Now I can, I can completely get that. Okay, so what, how, what would you recommend that you know somebody who's listening to this, who's you know kind of in a similar position, they got a few deals under their belt and they're looking to scale or dial in their team or work better with their team. How can they how can they do something like this without it breaking the bank? Because I'm, I'm I have no idea, but I, I assume there's a significant cost to working with a company like yours to to do these kind of things. Is, are there any tips around that? Well, I am on a bit of a rampage to want to talk to different um, real estate investing groups. So if you happen to have a meetup that you would like me to explain this to, I always give free trials at the meeting. So then you can so at least bring the whole team yourself. out. Bring, bring out, the bring whole team the whole out. Team. <laughs> you can at least understand yourself. And then if you want to go deeper um, and learn about your individual team dynamics, that would be more of a, like a personal coaching session. Right. And I'm not going to break the bank. It's oh, okay, not, good. So you do the, you do the online personal coaching type thing and you can yeah. kind of dial it. Okay. So this can be done from a distance. People don't yeah. need to be in face, face-to-face with. Very, very cool. Oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. And I like your hint, hint, nudge, nudge about the, the real estate meetups because we've got one here in Kamloops and we were talking prior to this and we'll definitely have to have you up here because I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, that'd be really, really interesting. Very cool. So Julie, moving ahead, you, you want to keep growing. 
you and your husband want to keep keep going with the the properties and get into it sounds like more multifamily. Um, what are some of the the challenges or roadblocks that might be getting in the way moving ahead? I think it's finding the right property mm-hmm. and just understand we're now we're looking well we've got that one in Kamloops. Um, we're looking in Edmonton now, mm-hmm. and I do have a pretty good base of a team there for searching for properties on the legal side, and I can use my accountant here at least, but a couple good realtors and um, investor friends out there that can help navigate the market, but it's then just finding the right property. And because I only have one multifamily and I'm doing as much learning as I can, I I wanna make sure I'm making a good decision Mm because we are at the point where we're gonna have to bring other people's money into the deal. And if I have their money involved, then I really have to make sure that um, it's a, a solid deal that will give all of us a good ROI. I feel like it's it's kind of fun, not fun, but easier to practice with your own money, get through it. You can hold something for 15 years if you need to. Um, investors probably won't want to hold something for 15 years. They'll want to be able to get their money out in three to five. So to have a shorter term exit strategy is just more more of a learning curve and just to really be sure about the the building that we're taking on and its potential. Yeah. Well, again, real uh, investors' expectations. My experience has been, yeah, if you're if you're dealing with fairly sophisticated, accredited type investors who have a ton of experience, yeah, they they might want prefer to get in and out in three to five years. However, there are a ton of people who have a ton of money sitting in their in Canada RRSPs and the states IRA accounts. Mm-hmm that's just kind of in there in perpetuity until they retire. And if they could get a good solid return on that, they wouldn't mind keeping that money parked long-term. So it really depends on how you position it, how you show people the big benefits of all of the different profit centers of a a multifamily deal, because that's the Mm -hmm. beautiful thing about multifamily. You're not just making money, you and your investors are not just making money one or two ways Last time I counted, there was up to eight different profit centers in a multifamily deal. Mm. So when they understand that and they realize it's not just the cash on cash return that that they're benefiting from, but all of the other ones, including mortgage pay down, appreciation, forced appreciation, depreciation, all that kind of good stuff, it mm. really starts to snowball, especially the longer that you hold on to the property. So mm-hmm. it's really about positioning that. Then the other good, th- the other really cool thing that you have in your back pocket, Julie, is just what we talked about. Is in addition to potentially bringing on a an investor partner, if they're open to it, you can really dial in on what their personality is like, and and make sure that you're both a good fit for working with each other. Because you know that's yeah. that's a challenge I see from time to time with people in bringing on joint venture partners or investors is personality clashes. That is, that is my plan. Anybody that I work with, I do want to know who they are and I want them to know who I am because it's going to be a five, 10, 15 year business relationship, hopefully friendship. So if you got to deal with somebody for that long, just understanding what their expectations are around communication style or how much detail do they need when you're giving them, um, feedback on the building or 
who's the leader? Who makes this decision? Do you want to make any decisions? Do you want to be recommending? Are you just money or do you want to be involved in, in what way? So it's looking at, I, I can see a lot about a person once you do that personality assessment and then I can, I, the goal will be to, to meet everyone's needs throughout that relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah, and make sure, because there, there's, there isn't a one size fits, everybody fits oh, no. all, all the time. And, and certain people, it's just not going to be a good fit for, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's so much better to know that up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a question for you, just logistically, Julie. So the the job you've got, the company that you're working with right now, are you an employee or kind of more like an independent contractor with them? I'm an employee. Okay. All right. Because I was just thinking, say, moving ahead, like when you are bringing on potential partners and investors and, and, and whatnot, I'm just thinking with your years of experience working in this industry, you have connected with so many people, right? You've, you've gotten to know so many people so well, there could be potentially be a very good well of potential investors in there, as long as, you know, you don't tick off the company you're working for you make sure that yeah. that, it, that it's done the right way i haven't i definitely bring up person so i have a day job and i i treat real estate investing as pretty much my side hustle yeah um so when i'm doing my side hustle i mention my day job my day job and that i have never really talked about real estate that 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 def, that um my team knows like my work co-workers know but when i'm working yeah. with clients there i wouldn't cross cross yeah. sell this yeah no 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 it wouldn't it wouldn't be a it would be a <laughs> potentially an after the fact type thing in, in a very yeah, soft kind of way yeah yeah very cool well i think you are are doing things the right way julie i love the fact that you've got you and your husband have your own skin in the game with all of the properties that you've accumulated so far you you're very conscientious of the fact that you want to get some multifamily experience under your belt, like get the deal going, manage it for a while, see what the the challenges, the hicks ups, the, the ups and downs are on your own dime first before you go bringing on joint venture partners or investor partners. Um, how long have you had the, the sixplex for now? June 5th, it's brand spanking new. Oh, wow, okay, That's, <laughs> that is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe make sure, yeah, of course, get the, the team in place, wherever it is that you're looking at Edmonton for, for the other deals. But yeah, I like that idea of you getting that a little bit of traction with your own deal under your belt first. doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be years and years and years, but even if you've got six months of managing things going along, then that's, that's going to show a really good proof of concept. And then you can use that your current property as kind of like the example deal that you show to prospective investors to prove to them that, that, you know, your stuff, that you guys have this long distance uh, investing and managing thing under control. Yes. All of our properties are long distance. So it's, and we've been doing that part for years. So that's good. And I, I still have never been to my Camelot's property. I'm going to go in a week or two. So it's all (laughs) been completely remote. I have a great property manager, great realtor out there. Looking forward to meeting them. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't met them in person. We've had Zoom calls and lots of phone conversations, but yeah, asking asking for referrals from people that you trust, sure. Good people know good people. 
That's true. Excellent, Julie. So if, speaking of good people, knowing good people, if our good people want to know you, um, what should they do if they want to connect with you? Just email me or I can, what do you, what do you usually do on your show? Do you give a phone number or email? Email or website, direct? whatever is easier for people to remember because it's a, it's an audio show. Yes. I, uh, I do email. So my name is Julie Allison. So J Allison at talentclick.com. Talentclick.com. Yeah. For the personality stuff, if you want to reach out to me on more of an investor side of things, it's Julie underscore Allison at hotmail.com. Perfect. All right, Julie. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Yes. Thanks for having me. And hopefully I get to meet you in person as well at some point. That sounds great. All right, everybody take care and we will talk to you on the next episode.